This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. As I was thinking and preparing about what to say, message from post-Purim leading us into Parashat Tzav, the news came out from Eretz Yisrael about the passing of Abchaim Kanievsky Zatzal, and everything changed. My thoughts changed, my mind changed, my feelings changed, the attitude in my own home changed, and it became a whole different outlook, a different approach as we go into Shabbos Kodesh. I am not the right person by any means to be Maspid, Abchaim Kanievsky. I learned much of his Torah. I didn't have a close relationship with him. I never even had the privilege to go visit him. I'm definitely not the right person to be masked him. On top of the fact that it is Shushan Purim, it's Erev Shabbos, close to Chatzos. It's not a time for Hespedim anyways. But we obviously have to acknowledge the loss of Klai Yisrael at this time. As we just coming off of the Yom Tov of Purim, or while they're celebrating the Yom Tov of Purim in Yerushalayim, we are, blow, we are, we are given a, a, a terrible blow. The Jewish nation with the passing of Great Godel, great Poisik, great Loimei Torah, great Manig, Reb Chaim Kanievsky. The first thing that comes to mind as a takeaway from Reb Chaim Kanievsky's life, which is relevant for all of us, is the last Pasuk in the Megillah. The last Pasuk in the Megillah, the Megillah ends off, And Mordechai was loved by most of his brothers. And the Gemara Megillah points out, what do you mean most of his brothers? Shouldn't everyone have loved Mordechai at the end of the story? Clearly Mordechai is the hero. He saved the Jewish people. How can Mordechai only be Ratsui Leroy So Rashi quotes from the Gemara Megillah. The Gemara Megillah tells us because his, his brothers, meaning his other fellow members of Sanhedrin, were, were upset, frustrated over the situation that now Mordechai had to be taken away from his learning, from his teaching, from his ruling halachic matters, to be busy with government jobs. He now switched over to become more of a politician, so to say, than it was a godl, a leader, a manning, and a loyim My Rebbe, my 12th year Rebbe, Bianco Bergman, used to often quote this Gemara to us when we were in Yeshiva, to remind us, to bring out, well, look how important Torah is. Mordechai saved the Jewish world. He was saving the Jewish people, and then he continued in that role and being close to the government, and you would think he should have been awarded the greatest award. Nonetheless, the Megillah is showing us that there's nothing more significant, nothing more important than just learning and teaching Torah. Of course, he needed to do what he needed to do, but at the end of the day, it took him away from his ability to teach, to learn, to educate. There's one thing that we all know from Reb Chaim Kanevsky, his entire life was learning Torah. He was not involved in anything else besides the Torah. When we think about a Masmid, the example that Rabbein give to their students today of who's the Masmid Hadar to Abraham Kanevsky. He finishes Shas and Bavlin Shulchan Aruch. He just keeps on learning and learning and learning. His entire life was Torah. This is what the Megillah is teaching us we have to value in our life. We have to appreciate Torah, learning it more, teaching it more, giving it over more. And of course, with his passing, there's an unbelievable void of Torah in the world. There's going to be much less Torah learned right now than there's ever been before. Because for the last 90-something years, at least 80-something years, Abraham Knevsky has been learning Yom Yom Valayla, perhaps keeping the world going with his Limanat Torah. So therefore we are, 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 are moved and pushed 
and almost forced to have to pick up the slack, that emptiness that's now going to be in the world when there's less Torah, becomes our job to fill that void, whether it be with our own learning of Torah, whether it be with supporting Torah, whether it be by helping our husbands and sons learn more Torah, but we have to figure out a way to find room and time in our day for more learning, to make up for that void that is left in the world with his passing. Sadly, sadly, so many times I've had to come up with some form of a message to give over when tragedy has befallen the Jewish, befallen the Jewish people. I don't always have as much time as I'd like to think about what the message is. And this is no exception. You know, what exactly is the message over here? I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows. And those who really know are not going to tell you. The timing of this obviously is very difficult. It's right, right after Purim, while it is Purim in Yerushalayim. It reminds me of the fact that a few years ago, many of you remember, if Steinman was Nifter on Hanukkah. I don't remember, but I'm sure many of you do remember, Moshe Feinstein was Nifter right before Purim, Tainas Esther. Clearly there's some correlation. I don't know what it is, I'm just throwing it out. Maybe someone here has a better idea than I do. What exactly is the correlation between these G'daylim passing at these Yom Toivim, Hanukkah, Purim, around Purim, after Purim? I don't know. I do believe that the reason why this is stinging perhaps harder for many people is because we're living in a world that is very, very scary. And there's a lot of upheaval in the world, a lot of uncertainty in the world, there's a lot of fear in the world. And when a God leaves us, it just makes us that much more afraid. I think many of us felt comfortable, we felt protected, we felt that it's going to be okay because Baruch Hashem, there's a Godel here, he's watching over us, he's protecting us. Then when we hear he's no longer gone, and relatively suddenly, sudden heart attack, they're saying, it wasn't like he was sick in the hospital, and I'm sure many of you remember when he had COVID, we were very nervous at that time when Reb Chaim got COVID, and Baruch Hashem, he did fine from it. He was back to himself relatively quickly, and it was a pachat. And of us were very scared, what's going to be? Lost without our leader. And it is a fear. And then now all of a sudden, suddenly we lose him. Right, at, right on the cusp of the Yom of Purim. And Klaus was so unbelievable, Yeshua is in the Chamois. And we're watching what's going on in Europe. Watching the Jewish situation in Ukraine. And we're watching what's going on in our country. And we're watching the financial world. We're watching everything. And this just seems to be like the blow that we couldn't afford to have. And we're at a loss. And I'm at a loss. I don't believe, I definitely know, I don't know the answers to anything to why Kaj Baruch does what he does. But when we were, when, when this, the news broke in my house, I must be, be moide, my, my son, Mayor, my uh, eight-year-old son told me, he says, it has to be that this is for the best. And he's 100% right. We believe, as everything that Hashem does is for the best. We don't always understand it. And we definitely don't always see it. But we believe as Yidin that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is somehow for the benefit of Kala Yisrael. The Yom Tov of Purim taught us that. The Yom Tov of Purim made no sense. Very hard to understand. We often forget in the Purim there were many years that Esther was the queen in the palace and there was no, no reason for her being there. Esther was in the palace many years before the Purim story happened. It wasn't right away that Esther became queen and a day later Achashverosh decided to kill the Jewish people. It didn't happen that way. If you look in the Megillah, the Megillah is very clear. There were years in between. About five years. Where, where, where Esther was the queen. 
And that was it. Esther was the queen. And it was normal life in Shushan. And Paras Umadai. And all the other Medina Samelech. It was a regular life. And no one could have understood. And no one could have known. Why was Esther there? It took five years later to the twelfth year of Achashverosh's reign that we understood why Esther was put in that place. So the whole story of Purim teaches us we don't understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch and very often it takes years, sometimes lifetimes, for us to understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch. But we're Mamin and B'nai Mamin and we're believers. And we believe that HaKadosh Baruch knows what he's doing, he has a plan, he has a master plan. Much wiser than anything we can come up with. And the Purim story taught us that HaKadosh Baruch is always behind the scenes. Sometimes we don't see it up close, but we believe and we know that HaKadosh Baruch is there. That's one of the explanations that before I should give to the question that I'm sure bothered many of you over Purim. Why is it called Megillus Esther? Why Esther? First of all, some before I learned her real name was Hadassah. So it shouldn't be called Megillus Hadassah. And secondly, why, what happened to Mordechai? He's now all of a sudden, he's chopped liver. He was very involved in the miracle. Why is it now at least called Megillus Mordechai the Esther? Many answers are given. But one of the answers is because it's supposed to remind us the idea of Esther, the Anoichi Aster, Aster Pana. Every year when we read the Megillah, and we close the Megillah and we put it away, the takeaway is, Hashem is here, we just don't see Him. That's what Yidin live with every day of their life. Hashem is here, I know it. Anoichi Aster, Aster Panai, the name Esther, embodies, teaches us that Hashem is here. We don't see it, but that's okay. We don't always have to see it. We don't always have to know it. But we believe that Hashem is here. Perhaps that's how we close this year Purim. Baruch Hashem was a joyous Purim. It was a healthy Purim. For the most part, there wasn't COVID like there was in the past years. It was a good Purim. It was a Freilicha Purim. It was a healthy Purim. It was a productive Purim. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. And then we get this news a few hours after the close of Purim. And where are we supposed to go now? The answer is, it's the takeaway of Purim. It's our job to say, did we really live Purim? Did we really take away what Purim is all about? Yeah, we gave Shalach Manus, we gave Matas we had a nice Suda, but the lesson of Purim we need to live with. And the lesson is, aster, aster the lesson of the Megillah is, we have to look, dig, dig deep and look, and say, I don't see Hashem here. It's very bleak, it's very dark, it's very depressing, it's very sad. But I believe, I know Hashem is here. And that's the, the answer to whether or not we fulfilled the purpose of Purim. Did we live, did we experience Purim? We spoke it many times, many of the G'daylam point out that you, it's not, you don't go through a Yom Tif. It's what, you, what is the Yom Tif, what do you take away from the Yom Tif? What's the takeaway from Purim? When I closed my Megillah and I gave that Shalach Manis and I had that Suda, what did I walk away with? Did I walk away with a Gishmaka feeling it was a good Suda, I, I ate well and I gave 150 Shalach Manises? What I say, I took away the message of Purim. The message of Purim is aster Purim. That it looks bleak, it looks depressing. And we know the story of Purim. It was a holocaust. The Jews were slated to be murdered. Men, women, children. Even more so, it says in Megillah, on one day. I don't even know how he would have pulled that off. In one day to murder all the Jewish people is an amazing thing. That was the bleakest, most depressing, most saddest time for the Jewish people. But what did they do? They fasted, they did tshuva, they improved. They were mechazik themselves. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed them that He's still with them. And when we walk away from Purim, and when we experience tragedy, 
and we experience sadness, and we're at a loss, we're reminded of the Purim story, of Anoichi Aster Pana Hashem. He's here. He's got a plan. I don't know what it is, and I know it's scary. I know it's troublesome. But I believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a plan for all of us and for Klai Yisrael as a whole. So we have to take away from this Yom Tov of Purim. We have to walk away with this feeling of, uh, I'm, 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 I'm sad, of course. The world is at a loss. But I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with me. It's not that Hashem forgot about us and said, you know what, I don't care about you anymore, and I'm taking away your leadership. Hashem is with us, He's guiding us, He's with us, He's protecting us. The month of Adar is, is, is a very interesting month. We lost Maishu Abeinu in the month of Adar. Maishu Abeinu was born. Haman thought that's a reason to take us down, while we find that's a reason for Brach of Yeshua. Rashi comments on the Gemara, Mishanichtas Adar Marbim Mesimach. Rashi says, Yimei Nisim Hoyu Yisrael, Adar U Nisan. We're getting into the season of miracles, both Adar and Nisan. So on one hand, we lost a great Godel in the month of Adar, but we're told by Chazal, we're told by the Rishonim, that Adar and Nisan is the season of miracles. We need to be able to A, replace the void of Limer HaTayra, Habatzes Tayra, Hashivas Tayra, that was put into this world via Reb Chaim Kanievsky, as well as be Mechazek ourselves, with the realization of Anoichi Aster Pana, Hashem is here. We believe it, we know it, we feel it. And it's Shushan Purim, we're not allowed to really have a spade, we're not really supposed to have Avelos, especially going into Shabbos. It's going to be a tricky time. It's in the back of everyone's mind, everyone's thinking about it, everyone's feeling it. We're feeling that emptiness, we're feeling the void. But we have to believe that Kosh Baruch has a plan. We even mechazik ourselves in learning. Rebbe Kinevsky himself pointed out before Purim this year that we should all have extra learning because of the Matzif in, in, in Europe, for the Jews of Ukraine, he was pushing, his whole life was pushing Torah. That's all he ever pushed was Torah. And that's what we need to remind ourselves. We need to be mechazik ourselves. We need to push ourselves. We need to give more in the world of Torah. Whether it be the learning of it, the supporting of it, the allowing others to learn Torah. That's what we need to take away from this Yom Tov And if we do, and if we walk away with these realizations, then we really had a Purim. We experienced the Purim. We grew from Purim. We lived the way Chazal wanted us to do with the Yom Tov Purim. Mr. Shem Baruch Hu should continue to watch over Kala Yisrael all over the world. Eastern Europe, America, it's Israel, wherever there are Jewish people living. Baruch Hu, Mr. Shem should turn the month of Adar for right now for us seems very sad and very bitter. Baruch Hu should turn it around. Like he did in the times of Purim. Should be a month, and we should see this month the ultimate geula. No doubt that Chaim uh, is a melech yoisha for Klal Yisrael. His whole life was for Klal Yisrael. But Hashem, this should be the final stage, the ikvasa, the meshicha, the ikvasa, the end of the end. We should finally be zayicha to greet Mashiach in the month of Adar, the month of Simcha, the month where we feel the closest. Hakadosh Baruch Hu should be zayicha to see the geula. From here, be Have a wonderful Shabbos.